Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And today's topic, we are going to talk about what besides sex makes you feel most like a man. I think obviously sex is a a big driving force for a man, but there's a lot of other things that we desire as a man. So let's hop on this topic real quick. Now, I'll start off. For me, I think having a sense of either power or control makes me feel like a man. Right. And that can happen in a lot of different ways. It could happen in work. It could happen in your marriage. It could happen, let's just say, by going to the gym and strengthening your body. I think most importantly, if we're talking about power or control, I think I want to probably feel that in my day to day life as more or less, I guess, just like walking down the street. I want to feel like, I can be a protector of my family. And that's not to say I need people to feel afraid of me by any means, but I want to know that I know how to handle myself. I want to know that if my children come to me with a problem, that I have the ability to react in the right way and take care of whatever problem that is. Uh, and that's also to say that if my wife comes to me with a problem, that that she might be coming to me for a solution. And I think that's a big sticking point for men as well. Just to bring this up real quick, when your wife comes to you with a problem, that doesn't necessarily mean that she's looking for suggestions of a solution, right? She might just want to talk about that. But as a man, that's more or less how we look at the world. Like problem minus the solution of the problem equals no more problem. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really that simple. And I think largely... You know, as men, we are very simple minded. Something happened with my son the other day and it I think it was huge for my marriage because as I get into the story, you'll understand a lot of times my wife will ask me, hey, what's going on? What are you thinking? And a large part of that time, my response is nothing. There's nothing (laughs) going on over here. I'm just being right. So he was sitting there eating something. I forget exactly what he was eating, but my wife asked my son, hey, what's what's going on in your world right now? And he's like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I, I started to laugh, you know, right. for exactly that reason. And, you know, she asked him again, and his second response was, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, see, I'm it. telling you, men are so simple. It. And it starts right. from when we're a little right. kid. Like, we don't care about everything that's going on. We just want right. to be, man. Just let it. Yeah, but yeah, man. Give me share with me a little bit of your thoughts on the topic. What besides sex makes you feel most like a man? I think trying to think of when I feel my best self in general, being able to provide and protect, which is the same. Mm -hmm. So being able to provide a space of safety for the family, like knowing that that they feel safe wherever we go or whether that be like physically safe or Mm -hmm. safe to just be who they are, being able to speak however they want to speak, be able to be as silly and as loud as they want to be or as quiet, depending on the personality, even though neither of my kids are quiet and neither is my wife but just 
if they want to be, they can be. I think being able to provide that is definitely something that makes me feel like a man. But I would say achievement, besides what you said, but achievement and so finishing something. So if I have a task that I want to do something, once I finish it, I feel that definitely makes me feel like I have conquered something like that. And I was just thinking about that as we were, we had made this a topic, just either, even if I like, because there's a difference between not completing and failing, if that makes sense. Because even in the failing, there's a completion, if that makes sense. Okay. It might not be your your desired amount, your uh, desired outcome. So for me, failing is not as bad as stringing something along and it not getting done. You know what I mean? If I'm stringing something along, I feel like out of sorts, out of place, like not me, like it's always hanging. But if I finish it, I feel good if it comes out positive. But even if, if it's not how I wanted it to come out, I still feel like it was done and it was completed. And I said I was going to do it and this is what I did or this is what I said and it's over. So unpacking that as I'm talking, like that is definitely something that makes me feel like a man and it definitely makes me feel terrible if I am stringing something along and not getting it done. So I think those two would be my big ones, just being able to protect my family, protect my wife and just provide for her in some sense of the word. But I will say I I had to work through the providing aspect mm-hmm. of it if we're talking monetarily. Yeah. My wife has traditionally made more because like I said she's a boss and that's just what she does and that's why (laughs) she's good at what she does and she gets compensated for it monetarily as she should and my background and the job that I got for the last 15 years has been limiting in where I can go based on just how it's set up I would say I never had an issue because obviously that was something that attracted me to her her just being really good and that was something that I knew I knew the caliber of woman that I wanted to marry so I assumed that would come with there being a disparity in our pay based on my degree and what where I was and the type of woman that I was looking for. Um, so walking through that and actually fleshing that out, because I had those expectations, it was a little easier. But at the same time, like, it really came to a head if she was like in between contracts or her job wasn't, maybe the culture wasn't going in the right direction. And we talk about maybe her having to leave or like her sticking it out because she knew financially we had things that we need done. That was when it came and was like, man, I just want to, like you said, solution. I just want to tell her to quit so we can get out of there. But if she's not there, like that's a big hole to fill. So I would never resented her for making more money. It was more so I resented myself for not having, being able to provide more so that she would have more freedom in those spaces. So that was, we've had a couple spells of that where either it's been between or I wanted her to just be like, just let it go, let's start over. So I think that was a tough part. And I don't know if I would necessarily say I felt less of a man, but I didn't feel like I was providing at my best. Gotcha. But I'll stop speaking. I'm going to circle back around to that, but I'll stop speaking because I feel like my voice is saying too much right now. (laughs) No worries, man. So... What I started to write down is how important do you feel it is trying to keep this topic connected to marriage, right? Because that's what this podcast is mm-hmm. about. How important right. do you feel being aware as a man, what makes you feel like a man, how 
can I best word this? How important is it to be aware of those things within your marriage? Because as you go through certain things, if you hit a point where you may feel emasculated, being able to communicate through that and even going back to what I said, like having some sort of control in different scenarios, how important is it to your marriage to be able to communicate those things to your wife? If, if that makes sense, or do I need to reword it? Yeah, no, that's perfect sense. I think it's very important that we as husbands can figure out how to communicate that with our partner. One, because if you have a partner that's engaged and cares, then they will log that away and be able to see maybe even before we can identify that it's because we're feeling emasculated why we're going down whatever path we are and they can help us pull that out because that can lead to just loss of identity that can lead to depression all those things that and we could if we don't pinpoint it we don't know why what's the root cause we right. may look at different situational things like oh it's because eating right or i'm not getting enough sleep or my job is being real tough but it could all be like stemming back from feeling not like the man that you want to be not like how you want to feel it's being emasculated is the deep deeper root. So we definitely need to be able to find that within ourselves, give that to our partner, be vulnerable enough to share, which she will appreciate. I will say that she will appreciate it, and it will make the number one thing that makes us feel like a man even better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think playing that out and then being able to, when it comes up, as soon as you see it, like you said, talk through it mm -hmm. and identify and how you can move forward. Yeah. yeah. So I also was thinking about how important to me, however you want to call it, either sport or competition is as far as making me feel like a man. Now, I'm in a space in my life where we have been prioritizing other things. And mm -hmm. that is to say, when my wife first met me, I was still playing football. I was doing a lot of different competitive things. I was in a pool league where our ultimate goal was to travel at Travel out to Vegas for the national championship, which we were able to do. And I made her a part of that. A lot of different things, playing basketball, playing golf, all these things I have a drive to do more or less because I want to best my competition. I want to be able to talk trash and tell my boys like, I, yeah, I got you this time. However that looks, yeah. but I feel like the older I get, the less access I have to those things. And I have to be mindful in my marriage that we have come to an agreement that there are certain things that are more important than that. But I have this, I want to say, natural drive to pursue competition. And I think the point that I'm getting to is because I have such a drive for that, I'm going to seek it out in any way I really can. And right. I have to be mindful to, as I'm feeling like I'm losing that, competition environment not to start competing with my wife yeah that's good i would say once anyone that identifies with what brian just said make sure you make sure you hold to that and try to find other ways to be competitive because yeah that, that could be a, a thing one she doesn't even know that it's happening but i think it's also to be aware of that drive so that you don't ill place it so for example if you're a business owner right so if obviously there's a level of business competition in general, right? You're trying to position yourself within a certain market so that you can make money that you need that. But if you find yourself spending more time and more time on your business, trying to do more and make more and more, 
just check yourself on the motivation of that. Is it because I have no other outlet of competition and I'm competing within myself to be the best business person along with all the other businesses in the in the space? And if you feel yourself, if that's your only outlet, that may be somewhere that can take you on the path of the priorities that you need to put within your marriage and your family. I did write down, I was going to ask you, but I just walked through it myself, but applied it to myself. But like, how does that play out in business or how potentially could that play out as a business owner if you don't have an outlet of competition? Yeah. So I think it's a little bit different for me because I don't find myself necessarily competing so much in my business, right? Like I found that I don't necessarily want to think too much about my competition in business. I think that we operate different. I bring different value to the space for my for my customers. And so while I know I have to be mindful to some extent of my competition to, you know, know what they're doing, what they're not doing, how I can be better for providing a result for my customers in my mind. I think I now as I'm walking through this is funny that what I'm about to say, I don't really associate myself with the rest of the industry as far as like we go above and beyond what your last expectations were. Now, with that being said, I think also that's also really a form of competition, which is the funny part in my mind as I was realizing what I was saying, you know, like as much as I want to say I don't compete like that, that I guess that is my form of competition that I they, they can't compete with me. <laughs> I guess how I'm viewing it. I'm already winning. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> right. Knock the dust off my shoulder. Yeah, I, I guess that's how I look at that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. What do you think about, I know this is, I'm going to throw out some topics I wrote down, the things that make us feel like men. What do you think about driving? Yeah. Let me think about that for a second. I don't think that one sex is better at driving. However, I do think that there is a large difference between someone who's been trained to drive and someone who hasn't. All right, so... In my current job, we go through an extensive driver training. It's called mm -hmm. the Smith system, and there's a lot of things to it. They have five keys. So being that aware of how you should be driving in order to stay safe, I think, has come up in our marriage as I take notice to how my wife drives in comparison to how I drive. And it leads me to say things to her and my desire is really only just to keep everybody safe. But I think sometimes it may come out the wrong way or she maybe just takes it the wrong way and gets defensive about how I bring up the fact that there's some things that she could be doing differently to be safer in driving. And it's more or less just because I'm worried about her getting back home. Right. Yeah. It's kind of one of those like once or something, you can't unknow that. And right. Once you see right, something, right, right. you can't unsee it. Like once you've seen that training. Especially since I'm assuming you have to do it often, at, at least on some type of level. Oh, yeah. There's, so a, there's definitely a regularity to it. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, it's always in your face. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, I feel I feel great when driving. You, and I think it might have to do with the power kind of authority. Like, you get to, when you're driving, it's basically... If anyone, you get the station or at least to stay on the station or you can relinquish that, but it, it's up to you first. Okay. You know what I mean? What we're going to listen to is what I'm listening to. But if we want to, that's fine. But you can listen to what you want in that space yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah. being able to take different routes 
different ways you want to get places. Yeah. I think it definitely plays a part. And I think for me, we had to work through that because my wife gets motion. She's, she has really bad motion sickness. Mm -hmm. So like when we're together, I usually just defer to her because obviously I don't want, once we get to someplace, her feeling sick or just being, feeling really bad. But even when I'm driving, I don't get to drive like I want to because generally I like to take different routes than like the traditional route just so that I'm not dealing with traffic or something. And they usually have a lot of turns and it might be going like through neighborhoods and stuff. And that doesn't work with a wife that has motion sickness. I'm married and I love my wife. So that's fine. If I'm driving, I'll go the ways that she normally goes. So that, that was hard to have to come to that and to really understand the degree of I can get my way and drive through all these neighborhoods. But if she's sick, by the time we get home or wherever we are, like I'm losing ultimately. So what's the point? How do we win within our marriage by me either letting her drive or going the way that she wants to go? But yeah, that was tough. I didn't realize how much I liked to drive. And that was a thing. Yeah. And that's funny because you went like a different path than where my mind went when you asked the question originally. But now you're, as you're talking about your experience, I'm thinking about my my wife more or less just defers to me. And if we're going anywhere together, then I'm driving. Even if it's her vehicle, yeah. she's like, here's the keys. <laughs> and that's just right. the expectation now. I, I definitely get that. And the other thing I thought of pulling those two things together, your, what you talked about and what I was talking about, when I'm driving and my wife's in the car, in the passenger seat, I am typically super focused on driving just because of my experience and my training. So much so that it's typically difficult for me to have a conversation with her. Okay. And now I have to be understanding of that. She's over there in the passenger seat and her mind's probably going on something and she wants to talk. And you know, what my mind is doing is, all right, I'm checking my mirrors. Why is this person so close to me? All right, I got to create space. All right. So I'm going to have to speed up a little bit. All right. Now I'm come up on this person here. What's my, the spatial distance between the person in front of me? You know what I mean? And all these things that are going through my head and it just keeps recycling because that's what I've been Mm -hmm. taught to do. I'm looking up the road as far as I can to see if there's any, you know, accidents, if there's any service people off the side of the road so I can change lanes and just trying to be as predictive of my driving situation as I can be. Mm-hmm. And she wants to have a conversation. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, just hold on, pause. I can't do that right now. And that's especially if it is a, a serious conversation. I just can't allow my mind to go there because I know that as much as people say they can multitask, it is literally impossible. There's been a lot of studies on it. It is literally impossible for you to multitask. What your mind is able to do is quickly switch back and forth between tasks, much like a computer a computer's obviously faster at it, but you you cannot keep your mind on two tasks at once. And so knowing that, I find myself often getting upset when she tries to force me into a conversation when I'm driving. So that's kind of just where my mind went on that one. But yeah. we'll move on <laughs> before I get in some, into trouble up here. Yeah. What about cooking slash grilling? Mm, that is my area. for sure to be quite honest with you i don't think that she's ever cooked on our grill i think that's another area that she just kind of you know lets me have my space and if she wants something that's grilled in her feminine way she will make that happen she'll go to the store and buy whatever it is that she wants 
and come to me and say, "Hey, baby, I, what are you, what were you thinking about for touch. dinner?" I got this. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? that's great. All yeah. right, I'll go put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, man, that cooking for me. I think at one point in my life, I thought I was going to be a chef. Mm -hmm. And so it has still remained as a hobby for me. But cooking for me is my space, man. I I don't want to be bothered. I just want to be in my space, listening to music. I want to have complete control of the kitchen. I want to be able to flow back and forth to whatever tasks I'm doing. And I don't want anybody to be in my way. But, man, to wield a knife the way I'm able to. And then if you're thinking about like over a grill, because I worked in a restaurant for so long, being acclimated to having my hands over a hot grill, like that in a weird way makes me feel masculine. Being in the kitchen and grilling, that is my jam. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. I love, I think it to me, it comes back to the achievement. It's just like instant gratification, like mm -hmm. within a couple of hours, like, here it is. It, this was nothing. This was just things that were separate, but now everything is mixed together. When you taste it, there's just a party in your mouth, like yeah. all that. And, um, and also just to, to like, witness your family partaking of the food. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just sit back and look for reactions, man. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My wife is so how we, we always share responsibilities. So she'll if we're you know, we both have time, she might season whatever's going on and then I'll throw it on the grill or, or, or vice versa because she's not bad on the grill. I don't remember the last time. She just did some burgers the other day, but before that it had been a while because we, we ultimately we know our son loves the grill. Okay. So we give him that space, which is great. Like it's awesome to see he throws down, he gets it perfectly cooked. But we also, we as our family does, like one of us will season and then he'll have the responsibility of making sure it comes out perfect and all that. All that to say, yes, it's nothing like, even if it's something as simple as getting everyone their perfect hot dog. Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. you have a family, like some people like it burnt, some people like yes, it sir. barely hot, and then whatever that is in between. So if you can make just a realm of hot dogs where everyone just, just likes it that's to me that's awesome as well oh, as, absolutely as awesome man I, I definitely take a full pride turkey in that. dinner <laughs> yeah. it's just, yeah like you know I mean? something and, that might be simple and especially coming up in the restaurant like for me it's steaks it's not so often you'll go over someplace somebody's house and have them cooking steaks on the grill and have them also ask you like what temperature so i pride sure. myself from my restaurant background, being able to do that and having them all come up to the appropriate temp at the same time so everyone can get served together. And that that for me just might be, I don't know, my, I don't know what to, what to even call it, but what's the word I'm looking for, man? Um, I don't have it. Yeah. It's a high <laughs> level though. I want to call it like me just being like anal about the, the things that I'm good at or oh, what is that term? Compulsive, obsessive, compulsive about certain yeah, things. I was right? OCD about yeah. it. But I pride myself in being being able to yeah. do that because I know not everyone can do it. So that's going back to you know my competitive way. Sometimes I'm just competitive with myself. Right. <laughs> you, Listen, know I mean? you already know what's happening next time I'm in town. Let's throw the mistakes on, bro. Hey. Period. Hey, let me Period. know when you're coming in, <laughs> and I will go to the store. I will go and get a uh, beef tenderloin, and I will make our own steaks. From the tenderloin, man. So with that, that's all right. Bet, <laughs> but a word. 
It is on. Um, right. Drop that joint on the grill. Let's go. But yeah, the last thing I have in my mind is playing an instrument slash singing. For me, it's just like you said, it's something that not everyone can do. And specifically, I play bass. So not everyone plays bass. They usually you have your piano, guitar, drums, even. But yeah, there's something about that. And it can be just a simple groove. That's yeah, just yeah, it. Yeah. Like, but it makes people move. So for me, I, I take pride in that. That's definitely something. Um, I'm working through my singing because I don't feel like I have that on lock like I have my bass. But if I ever do, <laughs> it might be a problem for the rest <laughs> of the world. I said, God probably didn't let me because he knew how arrogant I would be if mm. I could really sing. Mm. <laughs> so I hear you. But yeah, for those, those two, playing an instrument or singing, um, really makes me feel good. Really makes me feel like I'm who I'm supposed to be in that space. Yeah, yeah. I can only relate to that a little bit. I like to sing. And I think other people hear me differently than I hear myself. So always, yeah. I, I don't think I'm as good as people tell me I am. There's a little bit of a uh, self-confidence issue in that. But with that being said, like I still don't hold myself back from belting out songs when i'm in that space where i feel it's appropriate which especially like in my cleaning business if i'm like mopping the floor it's a rare occurrence for you to walk in and not hear me singing <laughs> so to some extent right. I, I care what you think but i really don't yeah and that's just how i feel about that but yeah I, I definitely get that now the last thing as we're both going through this at the same time that i wrote down is increasing your income how much does that make you feel like not only a man, but the man um, <laughs> in an accomplishment yeah, and achievement. Yeah. By the time this episode probably comes out, like both have been be in a different place as far as an income bracket. But for me, I'll just speak to me. I just went through the process of switching industries, hmm. which allows me to make more money and a significant amount more. Hmm. And the process of it, all the hard work, it is it is an achievement. I think it's definitely being able to provide more. And as provide was one of my, like the top thing I provide and protect one and two. So that provision monetarily, along with all the other things that I bring, that is, it makes me feel amazing. I'm just gonna be like, it's, it's an amazing thing to be like, look, like it's just a different bracket right now. And that, that gives space. Cause I, like we talked about, maybe in the, the second or third episode, just what does it mean to, as a husband, you want to be able to make sure your wife can be fully her in all those spaces. That freedom financially to go back to combat what I was talking about earlier, like us feeling hamstrung, she needs to leave a different space or if there's a contract in between contracts, like that will eventually go away based on the industry that I got into within a couple of years. I feel great to be able to have that option. And I feel, as you said, the man Yes, <laughs> at this point. So yeah, how yeah. about you? Yeah, a lot of the same, man. I think this increase in pay for me is going to get me closer to my goal of giving my wife the option to stay home if she wants to. Like We're almost there. And, and it's funny because to some extent, I don't think that is her true desire to stay home. I think her true desire is to be able to use her uh, degree 
and not feel like she has to keep the job that she has currently because it's comfortable and it brings in X amount of money and it's reliable. Mm -hmm. But just being able to tell my wife like, hey, look, I'll hold us down. You do what you need to do. You have the freedom now to go and pursue whatever it is that you want, knowing that the household is taken care of. Like we have that money. Right. So there, there are no worries. Truly go and find what it is that's going to make you happy is like just having me want to flex all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'll be hitting the mirror soon. <laughs> right, all, all those things. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's amazing. But uh yeah, so I think we've uh, hit our time limit here. So we're go we'll go ahead and wrap it up unless there's anything else that you'd like to say. No, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Listeners, I just want to thank you so much for giving us the time to talk in your ears. And like Paul said in our last episode, please feel free to reach out to our website, which is marriagestougher.com. Leave us a comment, any suggestions, any topics you want us to talk on. And please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast because that helps us stay in the right direction. Whatever content that you're looking for from us, that is a way that you can let us know that we're either doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And that will allow us also to further provide this content and keep it free for you. So thanks for tuning in to the Marriages Tougher the Woodpecker Lips podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And we will talk to you next time.